Hi, I'm V, and this is my little podcast where I share what fascinates and interests me in this world. There will be a lot of talks about environmentalism, sustainability, social justice, and occasionally I'll be joined by some of my personal inspirations. While I set my intentions to spread my thoughts in a positive manner, there may be situations where I don't find it appropriate or I simply don't feel like it. For moments where you feel icky listening to this, please remember this might not be your cup of tea. Hello and welcome to Your Cup of Tea. Hi. In today's episode, I'm gonna be discussing the 21st of June 2021. And I also want to be talking about traveling and how you can travel more sustainably or what are kind of the downsides of traveling for our planet. But first of all, I want to say a big thank you for everyone who has reached out so far. Um, the reason I'm going to discussing traveling today is that it has been requested by quite a few of you. And yeah, it really means the world to me when you reach out, let me know what you think about the episode or what you're interested in. Um, I've got so much warmth coming from you um, after that last episode um, about feeling a little bit under the weather during lockdown and yeah it, it definitely makes my world when you do that. But without further ado let me get straight into it. The 21st of June 2021 has been announced to be the end of lockdown here in Britain by the Prime Minister Boris Johnson. And all over social media, you can now see people going crazy about the 21st of June. And to an extent, I can understand that craze because I am also very excited when this lockdown will be over and we can be going... I, I, I want to refrain from the term normal, but we can... We can actively live our lives a little bit more again and um, I'm definitely looking forward to that. However, I also know that the Prime Minister has made many claims previously of like when certain things will happen in the future, when we will be going back to normal and whatnot and I believe that we're just not at a point right now where we can make that claim. Uh, although it looks really good how we're rolling out the vaccines here in the UK, I still don't think, um, yeah, that we're capable of actually living a normal life in 2021. Because we just don't know how it's going to go until then. And how how often we have to get vaccined and might change in the future with all the mutations going around, etc. So as much as I'm trying to be a hopeful individual, I'm also a realist and I try to take things as they go at at the moment. However, I I do like the idea of being able to travel this summer. And when I'm when it comes to traveling, I think there are very different categories. They are the category of going to see family that lives further away, maybe in another in another city, in another country, 
or maybe even on another continent. I believe that our global world is designed in a way that a lot of people actually were forced to move country or wanted to leave, uh, move country for different opportunities, different lifestyles, etc. And it is really hard to tell people, no, you can't travel. And this year definitely has shown that it is really hard to, to tell people not to travel. I was fortunate enough last year in the summer to have a short period where I was able to see my family. But yeah, seeing my family once in a year versus usually the like three to four, sometimes even five times a year has definitely been, um, it's not been nice really and it's been hard and I think a lot of people feel this way and even people who live in the same country but maybe live on like <laughs> the opposite ends north and south or east and west whatever um even those people probably didn't see their family as often and felt the impact so traveling um, to see family I really hope is possible this summer and I also think it's really important for the overall mental health of people I also think that visiting family is um, has less implications because you're more likely to be able to just stay with them not traveling around much much locally and even if the virus is still around and we still have to be super cautious it might be that limiting your travels to just see the family and um, is something that, that can be, uh, I guess, endorsed. Um, obviously, from an economic point of view, that sort of traveling is not necessarily the most lucrative. Um, yes, you are still expensing or contributing to transport costs and creating that kind of demand. And the transportation industry has definitely suffered a lot, so I guess they'll be more than happy to take you regardless. But the tourist industry is a whole nother cup of tea that you might not really be paying into if you're just visiting family. And I... Oh, now I kind of lost my train of thought. I do believe that traveling and our like and how how we want to travel still needs to be adjusted this year. I don't know if we're actually able to travel um, to another country. Um, I also think it's quite it's quite a task to figure out what the local laws are, how many cases there are locally, how are they are um, rolling out with vaccines, etc. And I, I think if we don't take all of those things into consideration, it can very much go the, the wrong way again. Um, but what I actually wanted to touch upon is traveling in general. Um, this is me now talking from prior to the pandemic experiences and also obviously touching upon some of the, the data that's out there about traveling. And when we do think about traveling, most of the time we think about actually sitting on an airplane, weirdly. 
this hasn't always been the case and it also I think depends a little bit on where you live um, but it is a, a very <laughs> a very prominent distinction of thinking oh I'm sitting on an airplane I'm flying somewhere this is holiday this is traveling uh, although there are other means of traveling and those are the train the car the ferry you want um especially living in the uk um and you could also buy like use your bicycle and do a bicycle tour that would still be traveling i i believe but yeah basically sustainability sustainability in traveling is it's kind of like an oxymoron um I know that there are a lot of agencies out there that kind of promote sustainable travels. And I also know that it is really hard to not travel at all. I think traveling is great because it's it's giving different experiences, it's expanding our minds, it's connecting us with people that we might not be able to connect with on a frequent basis, as I said earlier, family, friends around the world. Um, but Flying to places has its implications. Air travel actually is one of the most detrimental forms of transport for our environment and for the greenhouse gas emissions. And you can actually negate quite a lot of the positive choices that you make on your day-to-day -day life if you just travel to different places three or four times a year that's already basically tipped your your carbon emission balance off to the other end of the scale, like, significantly. And when I realized that, um, I looked into different modes of transportation, especially for the travels that I wanted to make frequently, that I knew I I couldn't um, resist um, and that was mainly to visit my family. Now, I live in London and my family lives in northern Germany, which is close to the Danish border, which is quite a trip. And it is actually only like an hour and a half on the airplane, so it didn't feel that far away when I made that choice to move to London. I felt like, oh, it's very close by. We're so, we're so connected in this world and I hadn't really thought about the implications of flying. Now, London and Brussels and London and France um, are actually connected with a train route through the Eurotunnel and although there's no direct train to where my family lives, I was able to make a train trip by taking the train to Brussels and from Brussels to Cologne, and then from Cologne where I wanted to go. Now, this trip roughly took about like 10, 11 hours, one way. And it is certainly a lot longer than travelling by plane. But the, the emissions I saved that way were just so significant. And also, it is a really nice experience to kind of see the scenery and see how 
you know, do you go to through the different countries, you see the different landscapes and I really started to make to have like a fondness for Europe and how close and connected everything is and how diverse um, on such a small scale. If you if you think about it, like the United States of America are such a huge country. And of course, there are like small differences between the states and the landscape certainly changes. But Europe you are literally going from country to country, from country to country, um, in, in sh- such a small space in comparison, really. Um, anyway, I went off on a tangent here a little bit. Basically, I started to travel by train. Now, I love this form of transportation. I think it's great to actually be able to stand up whenever you want to take as much luggage as you want. Um, also, the more luggage you take on an airplane, the more emissions there are versus on the train, because it's mostly fueled by electricity and um, soon that will be only fueled by um, sustainable energies, renewable energies. Um, there's actually a lot of growth in that sector in the train transportation industry. But I I really like to just grab my bag, get on the plane, uh, get on the train and go. There's no there's no security checks. There's no you can't bring your own water bottle or you have to bring it empty and refill it after the security check. There's no, there's no limitations on what liquids you're bringing with you, what foods you're bringing with you. You can even pick something up on the way, like you literally have a stopover in Belgium and you can buy something like that's typical for Belgium on the way. Um, I always had a, quite a long, like an hour stopover in Cologne. And for me, whenever I came from London, arriving in Cologne, that was like, oh my gosh, I can go to a German bakery, I can try all the goodies that I haven't had for a while and I was always really excited and having these little milestones on the journey were also kind of exciting. I also think the train travel is actually quite convenient because you can do stuff while you're on the train. You can um, use your laptop throughout the whole time if you want to work. Um, if you're traveling for work, that's definitely an option as well. The Wi-Fi networks are getting better and better on the trains as well. Uh, but even if you're if you're working on offline work, that would work as well. But I also think that um, train travel is a lot more family friendly. Um, kids can run around; they're not restricted to their seats. Oh, speaking of seats, I also like that you have a lot more space on a train because <laughs> I feel like I mean, unless you're able to always fly first class or uh, business class. Economy class plane seats are freaking narrow and short and it's not comfortable at all. Um, so yeah, for me, opting for trains definitely has been a great benefit. I even got my mother to do the same, um, although 10 hours is quite long. So maybe it's also a compromise to do one way the train and one way the, the plane. I also have traveled to Sweden via train before, 
with a stopover at my family. So I was very fortunate to kind of, you know, spend a night in northern Germany and then move on from there. But there are train systems all over Europe. And I actually heard that they're building a straight connection, like a nightliner connection from Stockholm to London and I think from Vienna to London as well. In general, I've heard that Austria has quite a good uh, nightliner offer. Like they have trains going to various cities in Germany, apparently. But, and this is a big, big but, not everyone can afford train travel. And train travel is also not as flexible in terms of prices, booking, last minute booking. I personally realized that the only time, the only way of making train travel affordable for me and kind of paying almost the same as the plane would be if I'd book like three, four months in advance. Now, making a trip to your family, that might be very easily planned. But if you, if you're more the spontaneous um, traveler or you you feel like you tr- you want to travel when you you feel exhausted or you need a fresh environment or something that might not be the best option i also discovered that traveling by train uh, in the uk is insanely expensive and there's literally no incentive for for people to take the train rather than the plane like i've actually seen like plane travels from London to Manchester being cheaper than a train up. And I think that's just ridiculous. And it is, I think, similar in other countries. And I think it's part of the problem with air travelers, taxation of them, them kind of being these international companies. So they're not really residing anywhere properly and therefore they have like huge tax breaks. And um, I also think it's kind of crazy that they're not responsible for offsetting their emissions. So for me, as I said, I really enjoyed the train travel. Now, last year, obviously, with the pandemic going on, going through multiple countries was not an option because then I would have had to quarantine. I didn't have that much vacation to... Uh, fit in a whole two weeks of quarantine as well so it had to be the plane now my last resort when I do travel by plane is that I offset the carbon emissions I calculate from where to where I went and I yeah I basically pay for a carbon emissions initiative that may plant trees or rewild land um, so that land can make up for the extra emissions that are caused by me. Now this is actually a really really good option if you have to travel however I also think it can be seen as like the free free pass for traveling wherever you want um and then just pay it off. I actually think everyone who does travel and who can afford to travel by planes on vacations should also be able to afford um, the carbon offsetting. I also believe 
that actually the people who create the most carbon emissions are actually the people who are traveling well obviously commuters like i mean it still baffles me that there are people traveling from various different cities in europe multiple times a week um by plane um because that's obviously horrendous for our um for our planet but i also think it's problematic that it is kind of seen as this this it's not even seen as a privilege to be honest to to kind of go to places whenever you you want to it's not like i do think people should have holiday and i also think people um should explore other places but i think it used to be very much like i'm planning this trip i'm going there for quite some time to fully discover the whole the whole place and nowadays it's like oh i want to have lunch in italy so i'm just going to fly to rome for the weekend and and i think that's the kind of problematic traveling um so whenever there are discussions about whether people should pay um like pay off their carbon whether they should make it mandatory um they're always talking about the three free travels and i think that's actually quite a good idea if you're traveling by a plane less than three times a year you don't have to pay anything extra um that probably means that those are literally the only times you can afford to go places or that you are very conscious of your um of your missions but everything over that should should basically i think be taxed because people actually respond better to not paying money than saving money if that makes sense so if you just include that into the price people would pay for it but if they actually have to pay for it separately um it's kind of seen as a fee and most people are less likely to respond to that positively for example starbucks did this um they they used to give you a discount when you bring your own cup but they actually didn't really see an increase in people bringing their own cups and they actually sell their own reusable cups so they obviously had an incentive there as well to like sell those and then ask people to return those but anyway basically what they did instead is they said okay you still get 5p discount if you bring your own cup but if you're not bringing your own cup we charge you 50p extra and that has actually made people starting bringing their own cup so i think um it would be the same for for air air travel if people are charged a fee because like a frequent flyer fee i think that would be really good all right <laughs> enough about uh traveling i don't know if i made any sense here i basically wanted to point out that I think train travel is far too expensive at the moment, but I also hope the more we're choosing to travel by train, um, the cheaper it's going to get. There's also another implication recently. I should have mentioned this earlier, actually. I'm facing some difficulties now to travel to Europe because of Brexit, where I used to be able to purchase one ticket for the whole trip um, with the German train company, 
I'm now not able to do that anymore because they are not like they basically had like contracts with the other train companies but obviously now Britain having left the European Union those contracts are not existing anymore I think they're working on a solution but so far there is no solution so my only way at the moment would be to book a train ticket to to Brussels first and then book another ticket from there which can obviously um, create friction in case one train is delayed because there's no responsibility for the other train to then either wait for me or put me on a later train because basically when I arrived there late I just didn't make it to the train and it's my responsibility so yeah I just wanted to add that in there as well um I really wonder if you ever thought about traveling by train to another country if you've ever tried um traveling Europe by train because you can actually get like an interrail ticket which means for a certain time span depending on how long you want to travel for you can travel with any train apart from high-speed trains I believe anywhere you want to go and I've done that one year I think like in 2017 2018 or so and I actually thought that was really fun um it's also really flexible and great for backpacking so um definitely check that out if you want to you can also get those interrail tickets for like specific european countries so let's say you want to go to italy and just explore italy you could get that train ticket for italy and there are different price tiers but yeah i think it's quite risky actually right now to plan any travels this summer but if you are into it these are options you can look into it and let me know if you are actually planning on traveling anywhere outside the UK. Obviously, we have really, really nice places inside the UK as well. I mean, we're living on an island. We have the sea pretty much everywhere. I think it's nowhere further than 70 miles from the sea in Britain. There's Scotland, um, there's Devon, there's Cornwall. And obviously there's London if you're not from London. <laughs> Although this, the city might not be the place to be in the midst of a pandemic. Now, I actually am looking forward to hopefully be able to leave London and go to a place um, where I can relax and be away from the buzz of London that is weirdly still happening even in the midst of the pandemic and even though everything is closed, you still see loads of people everywhere, obviously. Um, a very dense population, so I'm really looking forward to hopefully be able to go somewhere away I hope I'll be able to do that with some friends I also really hope I will be able to travel and see my family and that I really hope that the train companies of Europe are reuniting and that they are collaborating with Eurostar so we are soon able to travel via train wherever we want to because I think it's so so important to support environmental friendly alternatives i also think that the pandemic may have had a positive impact on on traveling in the sense of i hope that the remote work for those people who were able to to still work during the pandemic and for those employers who realize that actually our employees can work from wherever they want to i hope that they they can embrace remote work 
and therefore, for example, take the long train journey to see their family, then be able to stay there longer, so making it worthwhile and they might still be able to work during the week or and then just have the weekends with them or whatnot. Like, I think those kind of ideas are really interesting to explore in the future. I... I definitely think that's one of the things that stops people from taking the train the most is the time and the price, obviously. It is too too expensive, as I already said earlier, but I do think the time consumption of the travels definitely have implications as well. We're all short of time all the time. So if you only want to go for a weekend because you don't actually have the annual leave, you wouldn't necessarily take a train, a ten-hour train ride there and back. Probably more likely to fly. But if you'd actually be able to work from there, you might be able to go one weekend and then work during the week and come back after the second weekend or something like that. So I think it's really, really interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to see that more frequently. And yeah, let me know what you think about train travels about whether you've done interrailing before and yeah if you want to know anything else about uh, carbon emissions I tried to kind of just talk about it in a conversational way I didn't include too much data this time around I feel like there's a plethora of data out there but if you if this is really the first time you're exposed to this topic um, let me know Otherwise, you've got my two cents about it now. <laughs> and I'm going to be talking to you soon again. Thank you for listening and stay safe.